You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Jets podcast for Tuesday, May 25th, 2021. I'm your host, John B. from GangreenNation.com. And today our episode is brought to you by the Peacock and Williamson podcast. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the league, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're subscribing to Peacock and Williamson, also subscribe to this podcast, Locked On Jets. Certainly appreciate that, and if you enjoy the show, give it a five-star review. All eyes are looking forward to training camp, and on today's show, I wanted to talk about how some of the key training camp battles for the New York Jets look in the year 2021, at least as the roster is currently constructed. Of course, there's always the possibility the Jets could make a move or even a couple of moves to try and upgrade some areas of need, but we're going to look at how things look right now. Now, when we talk about training camp battles, sometimes we only think about starting jobs that are available, but there are also depth roles that could be up for grabs. Sometimes these roles are not filled by one player. Sometimes you have a committee play a certain position. And I think about that in the backfield in particular. We are going to talk about the running back position going forward, but I'm going to try and do this from what I view as the least important to the most important. And I'm going to begin with the camp battle that seems to be shaping up at place kicker and it's between the incumbent Sam Ficken who has been with the Jets well since week two of the 2019 season and he looks like he has some competition the Jets signed an undrafted free agent out of SMU named Chris Nagar now Joe Douglas is approaching his second anniversary as Jets general manager and it's still kind of tough to say how good Joe Douglas is. The timing of his hiring was very odd. You know, you go back to what the Jets did two years ago, and it wasn't so much that they did it in the summer, it's that they did it after the team went on a big spending spree that very offseason. And that big spending spree kind of limited what Douglas could do his first two years with the Jets. In fact, it almost entirely limited what he could do year one because the roster was essentially set, although there was you know, at least one key move in the addition of Ryan Khalil, which obviously did not work out. So it's still kind of difficult to really get a good handle on Douglas as Jets general manager. But one thing I will say is that I think he has done a horrible job with place kickers. And you go back to his first summer on the job, there were opportunities to bring people in, and he just neglected it. They ended up bringing in Corey Vedvik, who arguably cost them the first game of the season against Buffalo. Then he brought in Sam Ficken, who's been pretty unreliable. And here's the thing about kicker. Now, everybody goes back to the 2019 offseason where the Jets let Jason Myers go off a Pro Bowl season, and he got this big contract from Seattle. But that was not really the problem. 
there are always quality kickers available. In fact, you know, there were guys available in August of last year. Our old friend Nick Folk, who ended up signing with the Patriots. Uh, Graham Gano, who signed with the Giants. You could even look at somebody like Matt Gay, who did a good job for the Rams last year, was acquired in season. And Douglas has just been content to stick with Ficken since week two of 2019. Now, the Jets had an injury last year. But, you know, I look at this. This is one of the most basic, easiest things you can do as a general manager is to find a competent kicker. It should not be as hard. The Jets have taken something that should be easy, and they've made it very difficult. And maybe Nagar is the right guy. You know, it's always difficult to see how these guys are going to transition from college to the pros. Some guys are, like, automatic in college, and they can't make kicks in the pros. But if you're looking for quality kicking performance this year, I think you root for Nagar to unseat Ficken as the incumbent it's again it's difficult for me to prognosticate how this is going to go but that's my hope at least is that the Jets are able to finally address the kicker position because it's not something that should be difficult the Jets have done a good job finding kickers off the scrap heap for years prior to a couple of years ago I mean they got Meyer you know everybody talks about Jason Myers they got Jason Myers in August of 2018 that's when he was available they got Chandler Cantazaro who did a quality job the year before off the scrap heap Nick Folk was acquired a year after he got cut by the Cowboys in season. Jay Feely was signed in season. It's not that hard to find a kicker. The Jets need to do a better job with this. Joe Douglas has to get better at this. Now, I think another position Joe Douglas has really not done a good job with. These are the, There are two positions where I'd really criticize Joe Douglas's job performance through his first two years. The second is backup quarterback. And here we are again. We're approaching the summer just you know, just like last year when the Jets went after the draft and they did not have a quality backup available and they had to settle for Joe Flacco, who really did not play that well for them. And you knew at the time he signed that Flacco did not have much left in the tank. And here we are again. And the Jets have a rookie quarterback. You know, you'd like to have some degree of insurance behind a rookie quarterback in case he's not ready to start week one. But beyond that, there's the more practical aspect of it which is if your starting quarterback gets hurt you want to have somebody you can trust to go out there and play well Jets don't have that they have Mike White who's a guy who's spent a lot of time on practice squads and they have James Morgan who was the fourth round pick from a year ago who's really a developmental player and you know last year was a tough year for developmental players because you did not get preseason now Morgan was a rookie so you know whatever to to the extent rookie minicamp matters, which I'm not sure it really does that much. He did not get that, but he also did not get like a full off-season program. I mean, is this what the Jets are? This is, is this the insurance the Jets have behind Zach Wilson right now? I mean, in any situation, I think you want a quality backup quarterback. But especially when you are going with a new, because I don't care how much you like a rookie quarterback, you know, except maybe Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I guess I it would make, I guess I could buy it with Jacksonville just handing the job to Trevor Lawrence, but I mean, how, even if you like Zach Wilson's long-term potential, even if you think he's ready, you're not going to know for sure until he sets foot on the practice field. You know, and I just don't think they've done. I think that this is not a good enough job the Jets have done. And you know, I look at what else is available at the backup quarterback position. There's not a lot that's there. I, I don't even know who the options would be. This is a spot, especially when you and you knew you were drafting somebody, or at least you had a good sense you were drafting somebody at the beginning of the offseason. You had all that cap space. You could have gone out and invested in a quality backup quarterback, somebody who could give you confidence if Wilson's not ready. And even if Wilson gets hurt, somebody you you could have confidence could go out and win games. I mean, this is there are two areas where I really would be critical of Joe Douglas, and that would be kicker and backup quarterback. And the rest, 
largely is wait and see. You know, a lot, a lot of it you, you really can't tell if, how good of a job Joe Douglas has done so far. But those are the two areas where I don't think he's done a very good job. And I don't think he's been aggressive enough in the backup quarterback market. You know, this is a, one of those situations where it, at this point in time, it's looking like a camp battle between Morgan and White. And it's almost like who wins, who cares? You know, you're going to have big problems no matter what happens, the backup quarterback position. But that does look like you know, it could be an open camp battle this year between these two guys who don't really have much of a track record, who don't really have a great pedigree. But the battle could be open between them. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. These may be protein bars, but they taste like candy bars. They're delicious. They're covered in chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. And they're healthy. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15. It's one word with no space. L-O-C-K-E-D, number one, number five. For 15% off at Built Bar, B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R dot com. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Tuesday, talking about upcoming position battles for the New York Jets in training camp in 2021. Now let's talk about the running back position. And this is an interesting battle because I don't think the playing time is going to go to one person, but I think that this battle is wide open. I think that there are I think that all of the playing time is currently up for grabs. And you have a couple contenders. And if you look at the new offense that Mike LaFleur is installing, typically in systems like this, they have kind of shared the carries. They have not had one running back who gets all of the carries. And I I would expect that to continue in part because of the players the Jets have in the mix. There's not really a dominant running back in this group. Of course, you have the fourth-round pick, Michael Carter. And I would think he's a favorite to get the most playing time I think the Jets really are really were excited to get him and you look at just the talent level you look at the upside I mean he's probably at the top of the list on this roster right now now aside from that you have LaMichael Pirine and I gotta be honest with you I did not like the pick of the time I'm now hearing you know now there are rumors in the media that he was really an Adam Gase choice so will the new team like him as much I mean is he a great fit for the new system I mean I question whether the Michael P Ryan is really a great fit for any system but he should get a chance you have the veteran Tevin Coleman who used to be one of the top receiving backs in the NFL one of the best route running backs in the NFL you could utilize him in the passing game also had a lot of speed how much does he have left in the tank though he did not play much last year running back is a position where guys do not age well so I think for what the Jets paid Coleman, it was worth it. How much does he have less in the tank, though? You have Ty Johnson, who, t- 
to be honest, I thought was kind of impressive in limited action last year. And the other thing that gives me a little bit of optimism for Johnson is, as we talk about this system, some of the things that have happened in the past in what the offense the Jets are putting in. One of the things that, that tends to happen in this system is guys come from off the radar and produce. You know, you don't need to invest an early pick to get production out of running backs in this system. So can Ty Johnson adjust his game to a wide zone type system and fit it well? You know, I don't really know. You also have Josh Adams, and Adams is kind of a wild card because I, I don't think Adams is really in contention to see a prominent role in this offense. You're going to see a lot of zone running, and Adams is more of like a power guy. He's a guy who wants to lower his shoulder, run between the tackles, run through arm tackles. So I don't think he's really a guy who's in major contention to see a lot of playing time. I view him as more of a situational player, you know, a guy who could come in in short yardage situations. That could give him a leg up on everybody else because he could end up getting that role even if he's not somebody who gets a ton of carries. So the way I view it, I think Michael Carter kind of has a half step ahead of everybody else. I think if all things are equal, he'll probably see most of the action, but that's there's going to be a lot of carries to go around. And I think, you know, for another spot or two, you know, the Jets could go with, you know, two to three backs in their rotation. There are going to be opportunities for some of these other guys. The Jets also have another running back on their roster, Austin Walter. So, you know, who knows what he could do. You know, he's another guy who could be in the mix. You know, this is a, there's certain, there's certain positions where you have a real opportunity as a player because if you're somebody who doesn't have a big reputation, you want to be on a team where there's not much in the way of proven players at your position because that means you're going to get a fair chance. And you're also going to get a fair chance with the Jets because this is a new coaching staff. So everybody gets a fresh start. What happened last year really does not matter, although it's not relevant because the back the gave the Jets gave all their carries to last year is no longer on the roster. So this is, this is going to be kind of a wide-open position. I think they're all, pretty much every carry, I think, at this point is up for grabs on some level, and whoever earns it in training camp will get it. Now, another spot that's open, and I think a, a position where there's not necessarily going to be one guy where it could be a rotation, is that second defensive end spot. You know, I've talked about this over the last couple of weeks. You got Carl Lawson, who's going to be a full time player at the one defensive end spot, but the question is who gets the snaps at the other defensive end spot? And when you don't have a clear answer sometimes the answer is just you rotate guys you move guys in and out you get everybody fresh um you know Bryce Huff I thought played pretty you know pretty well for a rookie who was not drafted last year and that's you know that's a very big qualifier because undrafted rookie if you, they show you anything it's probably a successful season you have Jabari Zaniga who was a third round pick last year did not get a whole lot of action when he played, I would not be surprised to see maybe John Franklin Myers move out, play on the edge a little bit. Um, you know, he could play defensive end. I think you could also see him slide in to ta- slide into tackle at times. Kyle Phillips, who had a really really solid rookie season, uh, you know, was not it was injured last year, was not able to replicate it. Maybe he'll get some snaps. It'll be interesting to see how Phillips adjusts to a new system. Because he had, I mean, he did have success in Greg Williams' system as a rookie, mainly as a run defender, but he did play pretty well there. And, you know, I think ultimately it may be a combination of these guys. You have Vinnie Curry as well, who should see some snaps. Curry's, you know, he's old, but he's still productive. 
So I think, you know, what, what may happen here is because you don't have that one guy who really stands out. And ideally, you'd like to have that one guy. I, I always love the idea of having two pass rushers, one one on each end of the of the defensive line. You know, you, that way the defense pays, I'm sorry, that, that way the offense pays if they slide the protection all in one way to try and take away from somebody else. I don't think the Jets have the pass rusher on the other side to really make the, the offense pay if they want to slide everybody towards Carl Lawson. But they do have some guys who can play at least. And when you combine that with their talent on the interior at defensive tackle, this looks like a pretty solid defensive line. And I think ultimately that may be the answer is, you know, this is especially on the defensive line, guys on the defensive line. It's not like corner. It's not like safety. You know, those positions, corner safety, you usually do not come off the field at all. Defensive line is very, very physically demanding. You have guys rotating in and out. And I would anticipate unless somebody really, really stands out, which I'm not expecting to happen in training camp, that you'll enter the season with all of these guys seeing some degree of playing time. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they are always reliably low. rockauto.com's a family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Tuesday talking about training camp battles for the Jets in 2021. And we will conclude the show by talking about the corner position and really both corner spots are wide open. Both the slot corner and outside corner are big question marks right now. Now, at the moment, Brian Poole remains unsigned. He remains a free agent. Still does not seem like the Jets have been very interested in him. And that leaves a hole in the slot. Will it be Javelin Guidry, who had his moments playing late last year? He was an undrafted free agent signing out of Utah. You also have Michael Carter II, who was a fifth-round pick out of Duke this year, who the Jets reportedly were very excited to get, who they seem optimistic about. You could also see some three-safety looks at times. Jets have Marcus May. They they signed LaMarcus Joyner. You have the third-round pick from last year, Ashton Davis. It's interesting because Joyner does have a lot of experience in the slot, but at the time the Jets signed him, the reports were that they view him as a Jimmy Ward-type player in Robert Sala's defense. Now, in San Francisco, Ward did have times where he moved into the slot, so I'm sure you'll see him there at moments. But I think there are more questions than answers with what the Jets are going to do in the slot. And I think you could say the same thing at outside corner. Now, I would imagine Bryce Hall has a leg up on the competition for the outside corner slots. In fact, when I talk to some Jets fans, they say they tell me they're not that worried because they have Bryce Hall as the outside corner. So there's not a question mark. And there's a pretty clear flaw with that thinking, though. Now, you could talk me into Bryce Hall. And, you know, I don't I never love the idea of going with the unproven late round pick as much as I as much as I am optimistic about Bryce Hall. I'd like to have some insurance, but you could talk me into Bryce Hall. But here's the thing, though. There are two outside corner spots. Bryce Hall can only play one of the two. That means there's another spot that's open. So you can't tell me the Jets are fine because they have Bryce Hall. There's another spot that needs to be filled. You know, could it be? Could it happen through free agency or a trade? Of course. In fact, I kind of feel like it almost has to because I don't really know what, where else the Jets could go. You have the incumbent starter, bless Austin, but you know he's shown that he's probably a backup at best. You have 
the undrafted free agent signing last year out of Nebraska, Lamar Jackson, he really did not show much. I mean, he looked like a – I did not see much out of Lamar Jackson last year that made me think that he's going to be anything more than your typical undrafted free agent signing. Uh, you know, you have a couple of the guys the Jets drafted in the late rounds this year, Jason Pinnock, Brandon Eccles, but, I mean, those guys are late-round rookies. Um, you have Corey Ballantyne, who they claimed off waivers late last season, or in November to be exact. I mean, I'm not expecting much from him, though. He was a sixth-round pick in 2019 by the Giants. So, essentially, you have a bunch of late-round or undrafted guys that you're kind of picking between for that second spot if you take out Hall. And, I mean, Hall himself is kind of a late-round pick, although I'd argue maybe he's a little bit, you could be a little bit more optimistic about Hall. I mean, you could sell me on Hall, but Hall can only hold down one of these spots. Somebody else is going to have to emerge, and it's just, you know, you hope with enough, enough names in there, somebody has a click for them. Now, here's what I'll say is, like, this is what the Jets are saying at corner this year. Normally, we're saying this about a lot more key positions, so I'll say that for the Jets. It's at, least, at least we're only talking about this at corner this year. We're not talking about it like, these other premium positions. Usually, we're talking about this at, like, wide receiver, too. So that's at least a positive step, and you know maybe they can address Maybe somebody emerges, or maybe at least they can address it next offseason. Anyway, that's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy the show, subscribe to it and leave it a five-star review. Have a great Tuesday, everybody, and send in your mailbag questions. Tomorrow is our weekly mailbag.